Hey, what's up, guys? Um, welcome to this episode of The Salted Tree. We're going to be talking about uh, affinity groups and um, especially talking to their leaders on campus. So here we have representatives from various affinity groups. Um, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Um, I'm Natalie. I'm a junior, and I'm one of the leaders of Yemoja, the Black Student Union on campus. Hi, I'm Eli. Uh, I'm a junior boarder, and I'm also a representative of Umoja. Um, as well as Nat. Hey everybody, I'm Neha. I'm a junior day student and I'm one of the leaders of Samosa, the South Asian group on campus. Hi, I'm Arshi and I'm also a leader of Samosa and I'm a junior. I'm Kira, I'm a senior day student and I'm a leader of Habara, which is the Jewish student affinity group on campus. My name is Eddie. I'm one of the leaders of George Will's African Student Association. All right. Well, thank you guys. Um, and so I guess this is the start of the podcast. So does anyone have like a cool story about how they joined their club or any of their like earliest memories with, with like kind of being a part of them? Um, feel free to go ahead. And if not, I have a fairly unique story. Oh, oh go for it. I'll go Arv. Um, basically, I think um, as a freshman, when you walk into like club fair and all that kind of stuff, um, I know for me, like Umoja was probably, I, I think I signed up for a whole bunch of clubs, but I think I was peer pressured into joining Umoja, like as a freshman, just cause like I'm black, it's a black student union, why not? So I just joined it like there and then got more involved over time. Did you actually like care for it when people just pressured you in? Oh, I just joined because it was like a way to meet black kids. So I just joined like that or like kids like me. And then I went to a few meetings as a freshman. I don't know how I became a leader, but it, it happened like that. But yeah, I went to a few meetings and then I started liking it a little more. We had some dinners, some parties, all that kind of stuff. My experience was kind of similar to Nat's. I was, I guess you could say peer pressured, but I didn't expect, you know, I didn't think much of it. I was like, okay, I'll sign up, but I didn't expect that it would become such a big part of my life, I guess. I didn't expect to become a leader and get so involved in the club. So I guess we all have similar experiences because I feel the same way. Uh, I don't even really know what pushed me to like apply to become a leader, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I just felt like uh, well, for our club, Momoja, uh, we don't have like a lot of like male, like black male leaders. So I just felt like not not it as like an obligation, but I just felt like it was sort of a duty for me to, you know, step up to the plate. Do you guys feel like, I don't know, I think one thing Samosa has struggled with is we don't really have that, like if you're Indian or if you're like South Asian, you go to Samosa, right? Like um, we don't have that kind of peer pressure influence. So we find like a lot of the kids who are South Asian still won't come to our club and they won't really like interact with us. Do you guys feel like the students who are kind of peer pressured in are like, don't participate as much or do they just, are they all kind of just under this one group and no one really cares how you joined at that point? Um, I noticed that like, especially this year, I noticed that when it comes to Yemoja, like uh, we didn't really classify what we were. And that's where that umbrella term, I felt like everybody was joining for Yemoja, which anyone and anybody can, like doesn't matter what race you are. So I found like a lot of people who didn't classify themselves as black were a part of Yemoja because for a while, like we claimed to be a space for students of color. 
So I feel like, yeah, which we are, but our main focus is on black kids. So a lot of times, like we would see people from all different races, which is definitely okay. It was just like classifying that. And then I found that like people who not, I don't want to say peer pressure, but people who like just join because they're like, why not? Or like all that kind of stuff. They were more um, active or like they were there for bigger events. So like, I know as a freshman, I went to maybe two meetings. Like I just maybe two out of the whole year. But then when it came to the emoji dinner, I was there on time or like for the dance, I was there on time. So like the bigger events, like you'll see more people, I guess. And then there's a lot of like dormant people, like dormant uh, joiners or like club members. But then as soon as you have like a big activity, everybody is a member of your club, I think. I don't know if like Lasso or Cobra, I, I don't know if you guys have had to deal with this, but sometimes something Samosa has like had to deal with is we have people who aren't South Asian come in and it just feels super awkward. Like, I don't know, it's, it's like we are an affinity group and we accept all different types of people. But it's like at the end of the day, we are an affinity group for a certain group of people. And so like we don't want always like want to talk about or explain ourselves in every single situation. Um, and I don't know, like, have you guys had to deal with those awkward scenarios or like how do you guys deal with those things? Um, Eddie, I don't know. Your club is fairly new, but I don't know if you had to deal with that as well. No, um, not really, because like my intention with ASA was really like focus on the African students at George School and to like have conversations that relate directly to like the African continent. So like a lot of our meeting topics, like in, in the meeting that we're planning on having next week, like the topic is, what's it called? The topic is like the religious tension between Christians and Muslims in Africa. And like, I don't, and with some of our topics, like I don't know if non-Africans would like have as much to weigh in on some of the topics. I think Havara kind of has like almost the reverse issue where people that are Jewish will come, but they, you know, will sort of claim to like not really be that Jewish or just like because they didn't grow up very religious, they don't feel as though they like belong. Um, and I think that that's, you know, kind of weird just because Judaism is weird because it's like an ethno religion. So like you can be Jewish and like have never done anything religious and you'd still be like very classified as Jewish. Um, so I would just say that like, I don't know, I think we try to welcome everyone and try to make everyone feel like their, you know, their Judaism is valid and stuff. Ben, I kind of hate to put you on the spot here, but you are Jewish, right? Yeah. Um, are you I, a member? I'm a bar mitzvah boy. Um, before coming to George school, I was, I was very religious. I used to go to synagogue uh, twice or three times a week. Um, my whole family is Jewish. And when I came to George school, that was something that I wanted to remember, but not be like as big of a part of my identity. So, um, I never joined Havara, but I've heard great things about it. And I definitely can understand what Kira was just talking about. Like there's a lot of kids like say um, I'm not religious or you know I'm order I'm only a quarter this or a sixth that it doesn't matter whether it's Jewish or I bet it goes for other clubs too but just trying to make sure that everyone feels included and that it's a safe space I bet is a is a really big part of all of these affinity affinity clubs so I, I definitely respect that um, 
it's definitely a fine line to make sure that everyone feels like they're a part of a place that they can feel welcome to. So I, I think that's really important. And I definitely respect all the club leaders here for maintaining that. I kind of really quickly want to add on to what Ben is saying, because I'm in a similar boat where I'm also Jewish, but I like, and kind of how Kira was describing some of the kids that come into uh, Havre are like, not necessarily at like, don't embrace either like don't embrace the Judaism as much or they just didn't grow up that religious which was a almost perfect description of how I grew up which was not like I was Jewish I'm Jewish but I'm not necessarily like I don't embrace that that much but um and I think that something cool here and honestly I didn't really know about many like my freshman year I didn't really know as much as much about really any of the affinity groups and I didn't really even know about Havre until like a month ago but um like i'm i'm happy that like also that we're in a community where we can have these different affinity groups that can like come together and kind of unify under one like under one like thing in common and kind of have conversations about that and i think it's a really cool part of just this community and having all these people together yeah bouncing off of that i have a question that i think is more pointed towards the, um, I guess, Lasso. I'll point it towards Angel because I know that uh, Lasso just had a big weekend uh, a few weekends ago. And I wanted to know, like, how does hosting a weekend help put your club out there? Um, is that something that you work with uh, Shari and some of the higher-ups with, or do they come to you? I was just really wondering, like, how do, how do those big events help to get um, – more eyes turned towards the club. Uh, thanks for the question, Bill. It's a tall question, big question. Um, so, well, what do I begin? I think, I, I think weekends obviously are just like, it's not the intention of the weekends, I don't think, but they're great publicity um, to, if we get like, like the name of the weekend is named after the club. It's great, like, it's great to put our image out there. It's great to like rem remind students who may not remember, like, hey, we exist as an affinity group. Here's what we got to offer. Here's our culture. Hear us, see us. So that's like a really cool aspect of it. And um, I mean, simply put, I think it just like, it puts us on the center stage and allows us to show what we got. And I think it's, I think other affinity groups can speak for this when it's like, yeah, it, it, feels, it feels great to have that weekend, especially for it to go, as well as um, as well as last weekend did, I think I think personally it went really well, and it wouldn't have been possible without working like you were asking. With um, we worked with Shari. We actually had to go to the deans a few times, me and her together, and we asked questions of like, oh, is this possible? Can we do this at this time? Um, and just organizing it all, yeah, it involves a lot of work with Shari, and um, I, I think it, I think it went well with our um, teacher sponsor Ili Beth Ayala. It went really well. It's overall, I think a weekend just brings to attention to students who may not know that certain clubs exist. Like, hey, we exist. This is us. Um, hope you enjoy that kind of thing. Something I wanted to ask was about like within your discussions, like how much do you feel like it's dependent on like the current events? Like I remember going to some Muslim meetings after Aro kept on asking me to go last year. I did, I, I bent down to the thing that is peer, peer pressure. 
And how how much do you feel like those like because we talked about Kashmir and and India? I remember that we did talk about that one time. The news is definitely something that like people use as a way to, like of like a discussion point. Like, how much do you feel like that's a part of the discussions you guys have in your meetings? A lot. <laughs> like, um, I would say in in our meetings that we've had recent events of like anti-semitism over the past year have definitely like informed a lot of the stuff that we've wanted to do on campus like just one example was like um you know on holocaust remembrance day it was around the time where um the january 6th insurrection had just happened and there was a lot of like anti-semitic rhetoric surrounding that whole thing and so um we like put out a message in meeting to kind of let everyone know, like not only is it Holocaust Remembrance Day, but also like anti-Semitism is still around and it's still happening. And so I would say current events definitely informs a lot of our club's like goals, so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, especially as like Umoja being a, um, an affinity group for, you know, directed towards black students, like and racism being such a, it's such a difficult topic to talk about, but it's so relevant now more than ever. I mean, well, not really more than ever, but just it's especially relevant now. And I think it's important that we have those discussions um, surrounding our current events, because at the end of the day, I feel like that's what we group together for. Like we group together to talk about the the events that, that are happening um, that have relevance to our people or like relevance to uh, our daily lives and how they, they make us feel. And um, not saying that it couldn't make other people feel like other people of different affinity groups feel a, a certain way as well, but um, it's just something that has a direct impact on us. So I feel like it's definitely important for us to, to talk about the current events. It's, yeah, it's, it's really important. I think like one of the interesting things that you talked about, Eli, was like current events. I feel like now more than ever, we feel like these divides between us, right? Like. I feel like there's a lot of these um, talks about like race and, and division. Um, and I think that that's really leading into our conversations. Aniket, if you went to more meetings, you would know we talk about more than just current events. Just putting that out And there. I know you guys do, but I just remember that you, that was something of description. Uh, that you that was just a joke. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Um, but yeah, no, I think um, that there is something to be said about like how we, I guess, plan our meetings um, and, and just base them around different things. Um, I do want to backtrack though, back to weekends, because for those of you guys who know me, you know, this is a very heated issue. Not I'll complain to you, Samosa leaders. I can see you guys already laughing. Eddie, you're in the room right next to me, but I know, I know you've heard this rant over and over again, but I think like I was incredibly disappointed personally with how the school itself handled Samosa weekend. Um, Angel, you just talked about like all of the great benefits that um you know having a club weekend can have and um i know i just called it samosa weekend but the official name for it was interfaith weekend um and so to guys to give you guys like a brief synopsis we had um been planning for a couple i, I don't want to say a couple of months but at least like a month and a half um at minimum like every single week um we had a bunch of activities planned out a lot of things like that and the day of or the day before our big event the weekend became, instead of Samosa weekend, it became interfaith weekend. And we had to do a lot of things on our own. Um, we were in constant talks, like Angel said, with Shari um, and, and the SAB. Um, but 
yeah, I don't know. It was a it was a disappointing time, and I I don't know. I know Mojo Weekend has also happened recently, and so do you guys have any similar thoughts or or what did you guys think about um, the process? Yeah, so I had a completely different experience in Angel. I was um had to host Emoji Weekend from quarantine in Campbell, actually, because I was in quarantine. So I had to kind of like do it. And I think Yemoja, like, first of all, the first thing that came to my mind with the weekend was the fact that our weekend is in February. Everything that's related to Yemoja, our school has scheduled in February, like Black History Month. So it's like, oh, we'll give them their assembly in Black History Month. We'll give them their weekend in Black History Month. And it's like, yeah, cool. But why, why you know, Lasso is, is your, what happened in, what happened in April? Why was your, was, why was your weekend in April? Like there's just different things. And then I realized like when we were planning it, all that kind of stuff, Yemoja was thrown under the bus. We weren't giving any warning. We just, I was, I'm on SAB. So it was kind of like, Natalie, what's Yemoja's plan? And I was like, what do you mean? So I'm coming up with it on the spot. And we were kind of left in the dirt to do everything by ourselves. It was like, oh, make sure you have Yemoja boys here to pick this up and carry this stuff over here. Or it was like, are you going to have members from Yemoja here on site? Where I noticed like with other weekends, they would have SAB members hosting activity. The SAB members like doing things. And for Yemoja, it felt like we were kind of just left in the dust to do everything ourselves. It didn't really feel collaborative for me. I think our weekend turned out really, really good. But I think like Arv was saying, it could have been supported better. Um, there could have been more warning for us. And I think another thing with the weekends of affinity spaces is that we don't educate each other about it. Like I remember during Samosa or interfaith weekend, I was doing things that were South Asian that I had no clue what the background was. And part of me was like, this was like cultural appropriation, but like they're letting me do it. So I don't know if I should be allowed to do this or if I should, you know, learn some background. If I was like, we're always trying so hard to be allies. Like the school's trying so hard to be like, yes, we're so diverse. We we have all these people, we have all these different groups, but like, we don't even do the proper education behind it or behind the things that we're doing all the time. Like we're just so quick to publicize and take pictures and post on the Instagram, this is what we're doing. Yet we don't really know what's going on. Um, and that's kind of just what angered me about the weekend. Or like uh, Eddie ha Eddie's club had a weekend and like, I don't want to talk about that. Eddie, you can talk about your weekend if you have thoughts. <laughs> I think that like, I wasn't on campus during my weekend, unfortunately, but I think that like part of it is that like, well, there's at least in my opinion, there's two parts. Like with ASA, like ASA had like, I think a joint weekend with ASA and CSA. We didn't have a lot of our leaders on campus or a lot of our members on campus. So like with some of those events, like we were a little bit handicapped because like day students weren't allowed on campus and like I wasn't on campus and like, the leaders that were on campus were dying from IV, so they weren't like there to like educate as much as we should have been able to. But the other part of it is that like, I don't know, performative activism is very common. Like actually learning about other like cultures and educating yourself on like other cultures issues. Like, I don't wanna, <laughs> I don't wanna say anything, but um, it's, it's not where it should be. George Clooney's to, well, as a collective, like we need to work on it. Um, this might be, again, me being really passionate about this. So I'm sorry if, um, you know, I seem that way. It's because I am. Um, but I think like, one, Nat, I know you were talking about how like you wish you understood the context behind those things. We had a whole like script prepared, Arshi and Neha. I remember like we, we wrote down things for every single event we did. Angel, you were my roommate during that time. You saw me being like, this is the significance of this. This is the history of this. Um, but all of that was cut.
and the day of I was given a script about like a skit that I had to perform, um, which was just, I don't know. It was, it was weird, but I think, um, again, I don't mean this in any negative way, but do you think that the fact that like Iliabeth was there to help you quite a bit throughout your process kind of helped, um, in creating your weekend and having that adult there really facilitated those, those kind of more positive exchanges you think angel i do thank you for asking Harv. i do but i think the second thing that um solidified it was the fact that lasso weekend has been around for a while and Iliabeth has been around here for a while that she solidified a relationship and she has solidified a relationship with shari and, and a mutual understanding like oh yes we're going to do x y and z we did it last year let's do it again it's kind of a cookie cutter by the books weekend which upsets me a little like I wish, I I hope that maybe next year with our like we have a lot of like good lasso members or like they're just fantastic. Like the club is going in a good place. I'm very glad. But I think it's just that relationship that Shari and Elizabeth have. Um, that Elizabeth does get very involved in the weekend. She's like, all right, I'm gonna go buy this, and I'm gonna set this up. She is at the forefront of it, but that of course isn't without communication with me and Ilana, the other lasso leader. You know, actually, Arv, if it's okay that I ask a question, um, I hear, uh, sorry to hear about, like, I, I already knew that you were peeved and I heard the story over and over again. And I know how you felt about your weekend and I generally feel bad. Natalie, I feel, I, 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 it sucks that your weekend had, like, had those problems with it. And Eddie, like, this, this is a problem. This is clearly a problem that I wish I, would, I was more aware of before I was so enthusiastic talking about my weekend. So forgive me on that. But, um, I understand the general consensus of we need to do better, but what do you guys think? What do you guys think the steps are to ensure that our weekends are as good as they can be when it comes to affinity group weekends? Um, for me, I hate to ask a question and then answer it immediately, but I think um, I think a lot of it has to do with um, crystal clear communication with the people who it's important to. And I, in my opinion, that's the deeds and Chari. Um, I actually had a chance to look at the inner workings of how these weekends are planned. It's at the beginning of the year. They have it like a general outline, like, all right, we're going to do this in this month. We're going to do this this weekend. And they have it all laid out. There are changes that are made, but ultimately that's what it's like. And if there are like, if there are like things that want to be changed about where this weekend falls or wherever that goes, I mean, I personally don't have a problem with where Lasso weekend lands, but um, I mean, if there are discrepancies, I feel like to communicate them to Shari or the deans is like the move. Before, before, like way in advance is, is what I think should be done. But what, what do you guys think um, just to help um, Going off what you said, I think my issue with um, the way weekends or just activities with affinity spaces are is that there is an expectation for some groups that other groups aren't held to. When Yamoja weekend was happening in February, like, cool, we're having our weekend Black History Month, fine. Like, I'm fine with that. I don't have an issue with it. I just thought it was funny. I thought it was a cute little coincidence. Things are like certain expectations as in, okay, where's your funding? Immediately, the first question that I was asked when I was talking about my weekend is, how are you going to pay for this? And I was like, okay, like, that's cool. But on behalf of the school, is every single space being asked that same question is every same affinity space being asked for funding immediately and so there's different things or like for us like our weekends usually emoji dance da, 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 dinner all that kind of stuff that couldn't happen this year because it was COVID so everything got changed and no and there is no time that we don't know the regulations we don't know what the deans will and won't approve so like for us it was very very different we have a whole new board of leaders everyone who's a leader on emoji is new this year 
So it was just a lot of change. And I felt like we could have been supported more. And then the steps that we can take, yeah, I could reach out to some people and say, oh, like, can we make our weekend non-February? That's not the biggest deal. It's just the deal of how you guys are looking at the club as a whole, like how the school chooses to support some and how the school chooses to look at affinity spaces. Because over and over again, like Umoja as a whole, we just are criminalized or like we're just looked at as less than. And that's just a whole different subject. That's a whole thing. That's a whole race conversation that we don't have to have right now. And so those steps, like, yes, you may think talking to Shaw or talking to the genes are what's going to get us there. But in reality, it's taking a step back and seeing how people are choosing to view certain groups. Like, I think every group is viewed a little bit differently. Same way that um, Eddie's Club almost didn't get approved. I was there during the whole steps of the approval. And I had to sit there and explain to them that African students are not the same as Black students that there are black kids, but then I don't classify as African. I have no roots to Africa except the slave, I'm a, a descendant of a slave. So I'm African-American, but I don't know what's going on in Africa. None of my like, like things that I have in my family really relate to Africa. So I was like, this is two different things. Or like there's Africans who are white, there's Africans who don't look black. So I feel like having to check and see how people look at us at George School. Because yes, like Lasso had a great weekend. They have a connection with the deans or they have a connection with Shari. That's true. But like as a leader of Umoja, time after time at George School, I feel like we're looked at as less than or we're looked at and we're not supported. We're expected of different things than other affinity spaces. And that's that's what angered me about the whole thing, the whole weekend, how we're looked at, how we're viewed, how we're supported, all that. And then the teaching thing about, yes, we need to teach people more. Like we can come up with the whole plan of how we're gonna teach people, but then somehow that gets covered up because at the end of the day, like we're not sending out this email or we're not, we don't really get the say, like we're students, we're student leaders and we get talked over or silenced all the, all the time. Like Arv was saying he had a whole script plan out, but did the script get played? No, they didn't get read, like all that kind of stuff. So we can do as much and it's in our hands, but at the same time, it's in the faculty's hands more. Uh, thank you, now for sharing that. I mean, that really hurts to hear, like that there's so much problems. And I think that's one of the biggest issues of being a small school is like, you know, we're at the end of the day, like we're just kids. We can't really go and plan a whole weekend by ourselves. And it seems like that's what you guys are being placed with. Obviously, the faculty in Angel's case have the ability to step up and really take over and be really good helping hands with running a weekend or running an affinity club, but that's not always the case. You're not always gonna have members of the community like Ilya Beth who are willing to step up and offer so much of their time to help out. But I feel like that should be the case and there should be um, more of a precedent set on the teachers at the school and, and faculty members to be more involved with student clubs because we might have you know, they're going to put on the George School admissions page how many clubs we have and how many awesome affinity groups we have. But it's not always going to be like half the clubs at the school don't even meet. I would say over half don't even have meetings. So it's really just how can we how can we hold the teachers to hold us accountable and to help us out? Because, you know, we have to ask. We're the ones that have to ask for funding. Yeah. And some of the times, you know, we'll have a nice teacher that'll help take money out of their own pockets and pay for snacks or whatever the case may be, but they, they're not doing it out of an incentive. They're doing it because they care about the club or they care about the group. And I think that that's something that we definitely have to talk about as a school moving forward, if we want to keep groups like this alive. 
Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, even outside of like affinity groups within like clubs, like at first when I was trying to make salt a tree, the sheer number of hurdles I had to get through in order to initially when we had to try getting funding, because this was originally going to be a print publication, was very, 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 very difficult. And I would have to essentially revoke the idea of having having this as a club because they simply would not fund it as a club. And like we we have been kind of blessed with having the having film like w- with us and, and being able to actually use use the film department with like the cameras like you guys saw how we did the draft um, the um, the microphones but I mean I think it's definitely like an issue like all across the board. Oh, Annika, um, I think I have a an interesting point. Um, so one just directly responding to Ben. Um, I'm really thankful to Shari, um, actually for sponsoring our club completely, right? Like she paid for every single thing we did on Samosa weekend, she paid for, which was incredible. And I'm, I'm really indebted to her for that. Um, but I think that the clubs not being respected is an issue. And, and I think that kind of, um, Angel, you talked about like having your club as an, a long lasting institution is something that's, that's kind of been really useful. And so for Eddie and Kira. I wanted to ask you guys, you guys both have relatively new clubs and actually I feel like even Eli and Nat um, and Angel, we're all first time leaders, right? Like I think everyone in this call is a leader for the first time um, for their club. So how, what are the challenges you have when, when kind of like trying to spread your club's outreach? What are the challenges you have, you know, just in general with um, creating discussions or, cause we're all new to this role and I'm, I'm sure we all had these like struggles along the way of, of to kind of build up to where we are as leaders so what are some of those stories that you guys have um i would say like name recognition and stuff like i think people who are like on campus and like have maybe been around might like recognize havura as like oh like that's the jewish group or something but it's just not like as well known as some of the other clubs or affinity groups on campus What's complicated about it is it's not technically new because it was around, you know, before I was at George School, um, apparently there was a teacher who was very like passionate in sponsoring it. And then they either retired or left. Um, And so it kind of fell off and then it's been kind of revamped. And so I think that that actually kind of connects to like the Iliabeth thing where it's like, if you have a faculty that's like really keeping it alive and helping because they're the ones who are staying, not just, you know, we're just here for four years. They're the ones who are staying much more that can really help keep a club like alive and, you know, recognized on campus. I think um, just like talking about um, like a faculty advisor, I think like Dar was, this is his first year as our faculty advisor. Um, And last year, actually, during Samosa weekend, he approached us like expressing interest in, you know, getting involved with uh, um, Samosa. And I think just having a really invested, um, you know, engaged faculty advisor has helped us so much um, just in like staying organized and just like really helping support us even in the planning of the weekend. Um, So I guess I would just echo that. Yeah. And and I think that just speaks to your point, Ben, about like how you know, adults really like have some responsibility of this and we can't do anything ourselves, but. I mean, adults have a lot on their plates as it is, especially this year. So, I mean, you got to cut them some slack, but it goes both ways. Like we're just kids. We can't do everything by ourselves. 
And I think back with the question that Arv just asked, like running a club, a big problem that we have, and I'm sure that you guys have too, is how can we make our club educational, but yet fun and draw kids to come and, and be involved, but not feel like it's a chore. And I think that it's funny that you guys were talking earlier about like peer pressure and going to clubs. And I think that that's something that all club leaders sort of gain from is, hey, come to our club, you know, please. Because if you don't have kids for the club and it's just two kids or three kids, it's really hard to run and manage that. So that's probably our biggest hurdle. I want to ask a quick question. Uh, Nat had touched on it a little bit earlier when talking about the weekend, and I'm I'm interested to see what other leaders think about it too. How do you guys think COVID has affected your clubs, not necessarily popularity, but how your clubs run? Because I mean, obviously we're completely different. We've had all of, almost all of us have had to go completely virtual. I mean, I think us, the most leaders, were really surprised at how effective our virtual um, meetings were. We were not expecting it to work this well, um, but I think that it's really given us a platform to have a lot more conversations. Um, and I think much more than previously, our our meetings have been a lot more conversation-based um, and talking about you know current events and different things that we experience and our different experiences. Um, but I think that kind of, I think Ben was talking about kind of balancing the educational and the more like fun or interactive, not that the two can't, you know, be the same as well. Um, but I think that now that we, GS is moving towards a more hybrid setting, that's been something that we've kind of been um, trying to manage and figure out how to, you know, balance having more structured conversations online while also like kind of, you know, just like chilling with each other um, and spending time together, which I think we had a lot more of last year. Um, so I definitely say it's been, it's taken some time to kind of figure it all out. Um, but I think we've been happy with how it's been going online. For ASA at least, like ASA, it's been very easy for us to meet online. To be honest, I feel like meeting online gives us a lot more flexibility than it would to meet on to meet in person. Cause like, I feel like during the school day, like I remember during like January to like February, we used to meet at like one, like in the middle of the, like one or two, like in the middle of the school day, cause people were in different time zones and like that, and like meeting virtually gave us a lot of flexibility that I don't think we would have had if we were like a, like fully in-person club. So I feel like it's kind of helped ASA a little bit. Yeah, to kind of echo what Eddie was saying, I don't think we run into the problem of different time zones, but it is very beneficial, I think, for like convenience's sake. Because the whole thing is like, oh, like I want to go to this club meeting, but it only lasts like 20 minutes, but I have to get up and have to walk there, whatever location. Here, see the email, you see the Zoom link, you click it, you're in the meeting. So I think it's just the ease of access has also been a big plus. I know our time is kind of winding down, um, and it seems we have quite a good conversation going on. Um, and so perhaps my favorite question was, can everyone just go around and, and maybe not even briefly, just what is your favorite memory of being with your club? I can kind of share my favorite story first, what while you guys think. Um, but for those of you guys who don't know, I am very late to join Samosa. Um, I joined halfway through last year. I was one of those people, like Nat, you said, just peer pressured in. I used to go there and just do nothing. 
Um, and so one of the meetings, actually how I joined Salted Tree as well, is I went to a samosa meeting and I saw that the Salted Tree was having a pizza party. And the samosa meeting was incredibly boring. So I, I ran over to the Salted Tree with Pranav. Um, and while at the Salted Tree meeting, I, well, I grabbed two slices of pizza and tried to leave. Um, but then Ben actually was like, wow, you're really gonna just do that and leave? And I felt really bad um, and and kind of stayed on for the rest of that. And then my advisor, Scott, came and I felt, you know, even more pressure to stay on. Um, and so, you know, kind of through that process, I learned about the Salted Tree. I joined their group chat and it just put me in there randomly. And I was like, oh, I, well, I guess I'm a part of the club now. Um, but then we ran over back to Samosa. Um, and then we had a really, really great meeting there as well. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of a memory I hold in my heart because it was like the first time I really appreciated the two clubs um, in different ways. I think that um, this isn't specific, but I feel like just having my name tied to a group is, is pretty special. And I feel like it's good to be a part of the community in that way. So I'm glad that I uh, chose to do this. Speaking of like having your name tied to something, like I was thinking about, you remember the episode that we did about like my name and how I put my pronunciation in my um, in my bio. Like speaking of that, like I remember, like I think a lot of teachers listened to that episode and like they kept on asking me about like, hey, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Which like, as somebody who's like always had like ended up hearing people like screw up my name, like it's it's Anikath by the way. That's the actual way way you say it. Like mind blown, but um and kind of just like seeing like what were the reactions to it I don't know it was just very humbling for me it's actually add on to the whole pronunciation thing Anakith I, I will admit to hear like the club leader like Elibeth say like in her voice just pronounce my name the way it's pronounced at home like Angel it's just like I hear it from anyone else here like people you know white people walk up like is an angel or Angel and I'm like oh oh here we go again but like uh when my club leader says it like almost as Angel I'm like oh so, so I, I, I think I know what you mean, Anakith, by that. And uh, just to quickly share my favorite memory, it's actually pretty recent, last Friday, um, first night of this year's Lasso weekend. The Pinata stuff went pretty good to start off with, but then, oh my God, then a group of kids, they, they took the speaker that was inside Marshallwood for, they brought it to the Red Square, the C, the concrete seats, whatever. And the rest of the night was just like, the closest thing we've had to a party this whole year and it was like run only by students no teachers walked by no teachers tried to stop it it was just like blasting six hours of music made by like uh, uh, uh another a new lasso member and it was just everyone was so enthusiastic and it was just i was just sitting there like damn like i did this oh we're not not me no no, no no i'm not putting it all myself but like i my club or <clears throat> the club that i'm a part of and lead is, you know, like, how's this? I mean, I was like, oh, I'm just so happy with like, like that whole result. I mean, speaking of, you know, weekends, um, I think my favorite memory from just being a part of Samosa would be the our Samosa weekend last year. Um, and I remember people had like, we had sparklers outside um, and people had like 20 sparklers and they were just like creating fires and I was freaking out. Um, but I have a picture of Neha Arv and I outside. Um, and I think that that's the first time that, like I've always been a part of Samosa, but I think that's the first time that I was like, wow, like this is really nice. Um, you know, it's nice to be part of something um, 
and you know, to like share our culture and everything with our school. Um, so I think that was a really special moment for me. Okay, I was just gonna say that's actually like my memory would probably be the same thing, but this isn't exactly a memory, but just something that I really love about being part of Samosa is the fact that I can get closer to other people in the club just specifically the leaders like Arshi and Arv because we plan meetings every week. I've gotten so much closer to them this year, especially, especially, and also the other members of the club who I would have probably not met if it wasn't for um, them joining the club. So that's definitely something I appreciate. Uh, I think my favorite memory was last year's uh, Moja dinner uh, where all the parents like, like brought in different, uh, meals and, and we sat together and ate. I think it was special to me because it was the first time I felt a part of the, like not black community, but Umoja community. Um, because back then I wasn't really that involved in my freshman year, I hadn't got to go um, because I think I went home for a dentist appointment or something like that. Um, and so I came back with nothing but leftovers and not that feeling of like sitting next to all your friends and the people you see all week to just, you know, sit and break bread and and talk and go through memories and, and laugh. Uh, and I mean, you could do that anytime, but it's a, it's a special thing when, when, you're, when your parents are there and, and you know, it's just a community together. And I think, um, I don't know, whenever I think about uh, Umoja and Umoja Weekend, that always comes to mind, so yeah. Um, I think for me, it's kind of a mundane one, but um, one of our like first meetings this year, it was just like a like creating objectives kind of meeting. And we kind of got to a like section where we were just talking about different um, like anti-Semitic microaggressions we faced and like things that George School could do to improve on their anti-Semitism. This is not a very uplifting one, but um, it just, um, you know, like going to like a religious school and not being that religion, um, can be really difficult and so it was really nice to be in a space where I felt like you know other people connected with me and they understood like how I grew up and like how they grew up was really similar and it was just like like exact like an affinity space like it was it was just a really perfect community space. My my memory was kind of the same as Eli's um but it would probably be the freshman year one because Oh, and sophomore year. I remember I was with Eli sophomore year and we were like filming something for like a film project or whatever. And then like, we got the email that was like, Yemoja dinner is happening now. And like everything had to drop. We had to stop everything and then like go to dinner. And it was really cool because like, for me, like my mom is like in Atlanta because I'm from Atlanta. So like my parents are there, but just being able to like, there was like alumni there, there was teachers, parents, siblings, like all that kind of stuff. And it kind of just felt like a little family reunion and we were all just joking and eating food. And it was, it was really, and the food was really good. Food's always really good. But yeah, like it was a good experience. And like, that's like where you kind of look around and like, those are the moments where you like see your whole club because like we have our meetings where some people come in occasionally and like, there are, there's the regulars or those people who never show up. But when you like that, that day, like you kind of see all, all the black kids from like freshman year to seniors and all of us just like getting along and eating together. It was really cool. All right. I think that that kind of sums up, but thank you guys so much for being here. Um, we hope you had a great time and yeah, see you guys.